Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of AUSU Open Mic. Uh, we're happy to be here with you and uh, glad that you were able to take some, some time out of your day to hang out with us. My name is Jody Campbell. I'm the executive director here at AUSU, and I've got my partner in crime, Duncan Watasik, who's our governance and advocacy coordinator. Say hi, Dunk. Hey, guys. And uh, also, of course, a special guest. Stacy Hutchings, who is our VPX. Stacy, say hi and do us a favor and do us uh, throw us a little uh, introduction, something uh, elevator speech, if you will. Okay, well, hello everyone. I am Stacy Hutchings. I am your Vice President External and Student Affairs at AUSU. I'm also in a Bachelor of Professional Arts in Governance Law and Management, and I am located in Calgary, Alberta. So thanks for having me on this podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. And your program's a mouthful. <laughs> Right. That's why I always have to take a moment before I say it because I'm like, okay, what was it again? Yeah, exactly. It's a lot. Yeah. Stacy, we're really happy to have you joining us from uh, down in Calgary. Obviously, Duncan and I are here downtown uh, Edmonton, and uh, we're going to talk about some. Uh, some really cool topics that are, I hope, both interesting to our listeners. Uh, some of it is going to be COVID-related. Uh, we're also going to be talking about a little bit about your experience as the VPX, and uh, as well as some advocacy work that we've been doing with uh, with AU recently during the pandemic. And um, to begin with, though, I want to talk a little bit about our recent AUSU survey on the impacts of COVID-19. want to throw a huge thank you to all of the students that participated in this survey. We had over 1,600 students participate in a six-question survey, and uh, we've got some pretty interesting results that came out of that. So we want to be able to share that with our listeners today. What's interesting is that, you know, this is typically uh, at AU, we're an online distance university, and so I think in some ways... Uh, when you go to an online university, you think that this is going to be business as usual. But I think what we're finding is during the pandemic, it has been uh, anything but. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a couple of the key findings that we were able to get out of that survey uh, were 80% of students surveyed said that the pandemic is having an impact on their studies. Uh, and more than likely, since we're not out of this, that's going to continue. Uh, also, 24% of students surveyed uh, were either unsatisfied with the response from AU or did not know that they could connect with AU uh, with issues related to COVID-19. Also, we had 64% of students surveyed identified concerns about their mental health, and we're going to be talking about that as well today. And uh, the big one that also stood out to me was that 68% of students surveyed said that the COVID-19 uh, pandemic had a negative impact on their focus and productivity uh, related to their AU studies. And I think uh, that'll be something that maybe we can uh, tap into Stacy on as well, uh, just to sort of get that student experience from your perspective. Any of those numbers surprise you, Stacy, or do you think that given the pandemic itself, is do you think that some of the numbers were uh, kind of bang on? Um, I think the numbers were pretty bang on. Um, I I think like there's this perception that if you do school online. If the world shuts down and you need to stay at home, your studies aren't impacted. But that's just not the reality for AU students. Whether you've got family or people you're trying to care for at home, like it really does impact your your um, ability to study. And another thing would be um, just the change in routine is enough to kind of throw you off yeah. your your studies because that. Uh, the routine is what we kind of survive on as like busy students. And so when you, your routine is just so disrupted, it's hard to kind of find that groove to like continue on with your studies. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. 
Well, let's just hit on a couple of the questions and uh, we'll look at some of the things that definitely stood out. So obviously one of the first questions that we had was, have the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic affected your ability to continue your AU studies? And uh, 26% said yes, uh, and 54% were somewhat. So you throw those together and you got 80% of the students said that yes, uh, in some way or form, their ability to complete their studies is being affected. Um, would you say that that's been your experience too, Stacy? that, you know, that in some way or form, your life has been different and completing your AU studies has not necessarily been uh, as easy or as routine as it once was? Yeah, I would agree. Um, I am a funded student and I had, you know, four months to complete my course and I just found myself having to get that extension because it, I just didn't see how I could finish in April my courses. So I, I could really see how, how it had such a high impact on so many students. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you'd start looking at 80%, 80% of anything is a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, when you start looking at, uh, you know, not only the, the individuals that completed the survey, but I think that that was a pretty true reflection of what the overall AU experience has been like. And now we're talking about 40,000 plus students uh, that would fall into that category. So uh, really interesting data that we were able to collect from there. Uh, the next question that we had was really looking at some challenges. And uh, we provided students uh, that completed the survey with a handful of, uh, of uh, different options to choose from. The students were asked to rate uh, 10 different challenges from having a large impact on their studies to having no impact. And the ones that stood out to me, or at least had the big numbers, were number one, 75% said that they cannot finish their course in the time that they were hoping to. Uh, We had 72% that said that I can't study at home due to self-isolation, caring for dependents, or too many distractions. And then also we had 70% that said, I have challenges using ProctorU for exams due to the cost, technology, or other reasons. So when you look at those top three uh, answers, Man, it like it does not surprise me one bit that those would be the ones that stood out. Uh, I will maybe throw out there too the ones on the bottom end of this scale were, and these are kind of in the you know sixteen to twenty percent were lack of resources at home, AU taking too long to respond, or Proctor U difficulties, uh, and then the third one was student aid being in jeopardy. And so obviously it's great to know that there was only about seven percent that said that there would be a large impact uh, on their student aid. Stacy, what are your thoughts when you when you think about those top three? Uh, not being able to finish your course on time, you know, challenges due to self-isolation, caring for dependents, too many distractions, and then of course the third one being Proctor U. Um, I think the first two definitely are reflective of our um, student demographic. Uh, uh, we're, a lot of us are women and a lot of us have children. And so, you know, when the, when the pandemic first came about and everybody was told to self-isolate a lot of us were at home with our kids trying to homeschool them and trying to navigate that world and a lot of us worked and then trying to throw studying on top of that i could just really see why that was a huge impact on students and difficulties with proctor u uh, it's a service that a lot of students probably weren't using before we were able to go to our libraries to get our exams evangel and we're able to go to our libraries to get our exams proctored and then or we were able to go to a au site to get that done so it it doesn't surprise me that those are the top three main difficulties that students were um, facing 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're going to be talking about Proctor U uh, later on in the podcast here as well. Uh, Duncan, what stood out to you with those first couple of questions? Uh, and again, whether it's around different impacts uh, mm-hmm. that students are facing or some of those challenges. Well, you know, even when we look at the bottom numbers, they're still impactful. You know, um, one in 10 of our students said that their student aid was in jeopardy and that was either had a large impact or some impact. And that even though it was the lowest recognized answer, that's still a large number of students who yeah, it's had an, yeah, who had an enormous disruption to their lives. And and when your student aid is in jeopardy, like that's not just your tuition money, but that's also the money you use to pay for the rent to that you were relying upon, especially in a world where maybe you had a spouse who was laid off. The thing that actually really stood out to me that I didn't realize until we ran the survey was how many of our students rely upon the outside world to study. I think you have this image mm-hmm. of a distance student sitting at home doing the studying and make no mistake, probably tons. Lots of our students are going to happily read at home. But as Stacy mentioned, a lot of students rely upon their local library for invigilation or for the Internet access. How many of our students are not don't have, you know, high speed cable fiber uh, Internet, but are, um, you know, rural students distant studying from a distance and they rely upon local infrastructure such as a library, in order to access the internet. And then when all of a sudden the library is closed down, that's a major disruption to your studies. And, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I feel for students, and that's not like that's not AU's fault. That's not the fault of distance education, but it's a reality that our students are going to have to deal with. And, yeah, that is going to have an impact on your studies. Yeah, and unfortunately that's not going away. I, mm-hmm. I thought that was, that, that's a great point, Duncan, because we, we heard a lot from students that, uh, even that ability to be able to go down into Starbucks and just study down there and use mm-hmm. their Wi-Fi. Uh, suddenly now when everybody's in self-isolation and places are closed, uh, suddenly now my ability to take that course and to finish off certain studies uh, was greatly impacted. So, I, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a great point to make for sure. Uh, the next thing that stood out uh, on the next question was uh, students were asked to identify which broader issues facing them in their family are impacting their academic studies. Uh, both focusing on mental health needs, uh, makes studying more difficult, uh, was at the top, and I have to take care of family members or other additional responsibilities uh, definitely stood out. Uh, there is no doubt um, mental health has uh, been taking a huge hit, you know, whether it's personally, whether it's, uh, you know, now that you're you know, Stacy, you talked about kids being at home now because schools were being shut down. And again, uh, mental health was 64% of our uh, surveyed students. Taking care of family was 53. Financial hardship is 40. Those are some big numbers uh, for some of those top uh, top issues that uh, that folks are facing. And so, man, it's hard not to feel for students. And a lot of us that are kind of going through this stress and anxiety during this pandemic. Uh, um, what are your thoughts when you when you think about the mental health side of uh, this experience that that students are having? Being a university student already has a pretty heavy impact on students' mental health. Uh, that's not something new. Being a university student comes with a lot of stress, um, just in the format itself, you know, like trying to take in all this content and then trying to translate it um, into an exam or an essay. It's, it, it really does impact your um, mental health. So you throw a pandemic on top of that, that it really doesn't surprise me that um, 64% of our students have had their mental health impacted. And I want to think that maybe it's a little bit higher than that because I, I, it's a, it's a pandemic and um, 
it's 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 no surprise that students are struggling. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for that perspective, Stace. Because I think uh, you know this isn't over yet, and I think students are slowly. Uh, you know, we are going to persevere, and uh, there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of folks across the country that are taking AU courses and going to, whether it's a brick and mortar school or AU students that are going to be continuing their online studies that are going to have to sort of figure out their way through that. And uh, we want students to know that there are mental health supports out there. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, touch base with, uh, you need to jump onto our website at AUSU.org or you can go to the AU website and what you're going to be looking for there is Homewood Health Mental Health Services. They're available 24-7 and there is an array of different activities and uh, facets of that website that you can check out. And again, 24-7. And by the way, it's real people. Uh, you'll be able to connect with you know real people on the end of the line. So uh, please, please, if, uh, if you're needing some support in that way, definitely take advantage of that. Also, um, I just want to add on the mental health front. Um, AU actually does participate in an app that you can download onto your phone that's called Talk Campus. And there you can connect with other other students and also mental health professionals. And so please, if you if you need to reach out, you need to connect, check out that app as well. Yeah, thanks for that, Stace. Interestingly enough, AU is going to be experiencing an enrollment increase. Yeah, know, is it that weird? It's you, not. No, I know. When you think about it. And maybe it's only because a lot of our colleagues that are across the country mm. are looking at some serious decreases in yeah. their enrollment. AU, not not necessarily the case. Uh, yeah. We're probably going to be closing in on 8 to 10% uh, increase, and especially uh, over the spring and summer here. It's been, uh, it's been busy, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the other question that was in the survey was talking about, do you plan on registering for a new AU course? over the summer and uh, the majority of the students were saying yes and it was close to 60%. So um, the last question that we had uh, was really talking about productivity and um, this is so subjective but that's why I like the question and really the thing that stood out to me is that uh, the overall impact of the pandemic on student focus and productivity has been negative. Uh, and and demonstrably so, considerably yeah. so. And I think that was, this is probably the question that surprised me the most. I stupidly whatever i had an assumption i had an assumption it would be maybe half and half maybe even like you were talking about earlier how you're stuck at home so maybe this is an opportunity for you to bang out a course and but then i thought about it when i read the when i read the results of this question so 68 percent of our students said that their academic focus and productivity had decreased during the pandemic this is a stressful time. Yeah. Normal operations are being disrupted. And of course, that's going to have a negative impact on everything. Am I surprised that this has had a negative impact on our students? Not at all. Our students need more than just simply the time to do their studies. You've got to have freedom from responsibilities. You've got to have your head in the right space. And this pandemic has thrown all that for a loop. But I do want to say, students, um, there are supports out there. We were talking about mental health supports. If you're struggling with a course, take a look at AU's uh, website and their their FAQs on COVID-19. There are supports there for, for extending your class, if that's what you really, really need, or any many other things that we can hopefully help you with. And that's from Athabasca. And naturally, if there's anything your students' union can do, um, just shoot us an email. We'd be happy to help however we can. Duncan, I'm going to give you a COVID high five because that's a perfect segue into our next topic, uh, which is uh, um, throughout this time, we have been communicating with uh, members of the AU senior administration uh, and it's been happening weekly and the members of your executive team 
uh, myself, uh, other members of our staff have been staying in contact with them um, in an effort to ensure that student needs are being met during the pandemic. And, you know, part of our role is representing that student voice. In many ways, we've been able to touch on so many different topics. Earlier, we were saying that it's, you know, not business as usual here at AU. Uh, and for those students that are, uh, you know, experiencing some of the uh, distractions that Duncan was just talking about, uh, we're talking about student personal lives, you know, the pandemic is having a huge impact and uh, not only on their personal lives, but on their ability to continue their studies. So we want to highlight a few of the things that we've been talking to AU about. Stacey, you mentioned it earlier, and that was around course extensions. There is no doubt that suddenly people were being thrust into an environment in their personal lives where suddenly now they are not able to dedicate that time into their uh, regular coursework and whatever that routine is. You know, how huge were those course extensions? And I know that in the beginning, you know, they were free. So AU was just making it rain with course extensions, <laughs> which is which is great because they were doing the right thing in the moment and, and making sure that students were being given that little bit of latitude uh, to be able to finish those courses. How huge were those course extensions in the, in the moment and continuing? Mm-hmm. Oh, they were, they were huge. I, and I think they really had a positive impact on students' mental health. Like just knowing that, you know what, I could just pause what I'm doing right now, deal with what I have going on within yeah. my life outside of school. And then I have time to return to my studies and still finish and not have to withdraw early or end up getting a really bad mark because you just couldn't focus or dedicate that time to it. So I think they're really essential for students to kind of get through this time. Yeah, and I want students to know that if, if you need that kind of support, please reach out to your course experts and your course coordinators. Um, AU is still providing support in this area. Um, and I know that we will continue to advocate for students to have those extensions if needed uh, based on some of these interruptions that they've all been experiencing. Um, that kind of leads us to the next one, which was really about ProctorU. And we were talking about ProctorU earlier for those that aren't aware, ProctorU is an online exam invigilation. And it's, uh, you know, uh, Stacey, have you ever taken a course through ProctorU or an exam? I, no, I haven't. I, I've uh, always gone on site to Athabasca's exam center. Right. Yeah. Well, the ProctorU exam is uh, is unique because uh, essentially they use your camera. You're, let's say that you're in your home office. Uh, you know, you end up having to give a 360 view for whoever that online exam invigilator is. And uh, they're basically kind of watching over you as you're writing your online exam. And it's kind of a very unique experience. And I know a lot of students have uh, had mixed feelings about this whole ProctorU experience. Uh, and there definitely are some pros and cons that come with it. Um, probably the biggest thing that we've heard from students is the fact that the extra cost you know, these are extra costs that are now coming out of their pocket where, like you, Stace, they were used to going down to uh, an AU exam center, uh, walking in, writing more of a paper-based exam, uh, having that free of cost. Mm -hmm. and, well, um, free with tuition. In yeah. Yeah, include, included in <laughs> yeah. tuition yeah. is how I would say it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And also, you know, a lot of students have been experiencing delays, so they go to write their ProctorU exam, and then next thing you know, an hour goes by because there are delays within the system. And so uh, I know a lot of students have been frustrated with that. And of course, the stress and anxiety that comes with that experience. How much does it cost? You know, it's upwards of $50. Yeah. And uh, it's a U.S.-based uh, organization, and they're huge. Mm. Um, you know, they 
they partner with schools across North America and uh, they've got one of the better setups. And it's funny because as many of the delays that have been happening, it's hard not to think that that's primarily because of COVID and the amount of attention that they've been getting. No doubt. Um, I can imagine that Proctor U has had a huge spike in activity over the last number of months. Um, aside from that, there are a number of students that are actually having an amazing experience with Proctor U. And so I don't want to just sit here and bash Proctor U. It's about looking at the pros of this, which is how many students are able to continue doing their studies and uh, doing so from the comfort of their home uh, in self-isolation while being able to go and take a course and uh, finish that off with a, a midterm or an exam through Proctor U. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to highlight as well is through that survey that we were talking about earlier, we gave away 100 Proctor U codes. <laughs> and so we were also making it rain with Proctor U codes and uh, the uptake on that was really, really positive. And so we want to uh, congratulate all of those students that were able to uh, receive one of those Proctor U codes that they can use over the next number of months. The other thing that we partnered up with AU on was uh, an emergency bursary. That emergency bursary, it started out small, but ended up raising over $134,000. Um, just to throw you some stats on this bursary, for those of you that would have applied to this, uh, they had 420 applications that were received to AU, and uh, of the 134,000 that was given away, uh, there were $1,000 awards, by the way, uh, 95 of those were given to undergraduates. And so, Stacy, we eventually uh, donated to that cause, and uh, AUSU jumped on board as, uh, as a major partner and donated $15,000 to that. What are your thoughts on not only the emergency bursary and uh, obviously, this is a positive story, so I'm not wanting to set you up for a nice, easy answer here. But um, overall, just uh, your thoughts on the emergency bursary. I know I was and I think the rest of the council were very excited to kind of have the opportunity to help students. And so when it came to the decision of should we contribute to this um, this bursary, um, it was a unanimous yes, because uh, we're here to help and support students. And money is a great way to help support students, and it, especially when we're not place-based. So um, having the opportunity to kind of support students in this manner was like, was probably the highlight so far of my term. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what council has been doing to address some of these uh COVID-19 related issues, uh, I, I think has been extremely exciting and honorable uh, for the association. In many, in many ways, we are there when students' needs are the highest. And uh, man, COVID-19 has produced uh, of a high level of uh, needs around whether it's mental health or whether it's funding. This emergency bursary has definitely been uh, sort of a call to action that council was easy to jump on. Uh, and I might even say even the investment in the Proctor U codes that were given away, uh, again, was uh, was council's way of adapting to those ever-changing needs that students are having during the pandemic. And so, yeah, there's been some great work being done there. Looking at a couple of these other topics that we've been advocating with AU, uh, a big thing that's happening right now is around alternate assessments at AU. Uh, we're talking about take-home exams. Uh, there's a huge push and focus at AU around digitizing exams right now. And uh, there's a lot of different pro programs and uh, courses that still have the paper-based exams. And so again, that big focus being moved to uh, everything going digital. And then of course, uh, project-based or assignment-based uh, uh, ways of assessing students. And I, I think that that's going to be an ongoing uh, conversation with AU over the next little while. And uh, so we're going to be at the table at that, making sure that uh, 
student needs are being looked at when it comes to how do we assess students? Does it have to be an exam? And I think AU is learning that no, it does not. There's going to be no paper-based exams until after December 2020. And uh, that's some communication that we've heard from the university and probably not going to be the greatest news for a lot of students uh, like yourself, Stace, who are typically going into an exam center uh, to write those. I know this is kind of looking at your opinion at this, Stacey, but um, just talk to us a little bit about the impact of those exam centers uh, being closed and this idea of not having paper-based exams uh, for the foreseeable future. So having those uh, exam centers closed, it's going to have a huge impact on me personally. So I take my exams through the Student Accessibility Office. Um, it's in the same exam center. It's just, it's like a room right next to it. So for me, I'm going to have, it's a huge impact on not having that service. Um, using ProctorU, uh, it's not really something that is practical for me. I have kids at home and I don't have a space that I could really set up um, uh, a space for the next next four hours, five hours, however long I have to write this exam in order to complete it. Um, being able to go to a different space that's dedicated, quiet, it's all set up um, for you to write your exam. As a student, it really helps alleviate that um, anxiety. I, I found uh, with my past courses, I had a take-home. I did the alternative assessment. I did a take-home exam. And I found I just had a mental breakdown during the middle of the exam because you know you're you're in your space like you yeah. can kind of you can you can have that that vulnerability and then it kind of distracts you from actually completing your exam whereas if i'm at a, another place i would obviously keep my cool and just be able to push through it so i think there's that mental uh, health aspect of exams that um that we need to kind of realize that as a student like doing it at home sometimes it just doesn't work and so having not having that space to go to um, is is really impactful for me personally. Yeah, and I'm going to throw something else that students have been talking about, and that is the hit on their pocketbook. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we're, we're talking about a, a huge amount of students that at one point in time, even being able to go and access a local library and have an exam invigilator uh, look after your exam needs, um, you know, these costs of either accessing ProctorU uh, or finding alternative methods are aren't cheap, and it's just no. one one more cost uh, on top of a, you know regular tuition for a course. So yeah, obviously we've been having those conversations with AU. The difficulties with some of those is the ability to physically distance. Uh, some of the uh, exam centers are accessible by elevator, and so just being able to logistically keep everybody safe while creating a exam setting that they're typically used to has been difficult to say the least. And so uh, we're going to stay on top of AU and making sure that uh, some of these exam options are available to students and and what those ever-changing needs are going to be. And the exam center closures are definitely part of that. Um, the other piece, and it, it's, you know, we've been talking about mental health here, but it was kind of an interesting meeting that we had one, uh, one particular week. And we really dove into this. And, you know, you start looking at the stress and anxiety um, whether it's related to the pandemic, related to um, different changing issues within our personal lives, or even just the uncertainty of what this pandemic has done. Duncan, I'm going to come to you and just kind of, you know, from your perspective and your years of being in post-secondary, I know that we, we've I like how in, he's like subtly, you're old, Duncan. I know. And oddly, I'm <laughs> older than you. So, you know, I just know that you've been in post-secondary mm-hmm. for a long time. Yep. And 
you know, even in an online environment, you know, we talk about mental health, but this has been a huge impact. And absolutely, uh, you know, the amount of stats are going through the roof uh, mm-hmm. in society right now around, you know, what's happening in our homes and essentially the amount of uncertainty that we're all living in right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that was a statement, not a question, but kind of was. A, it was. It was a statement. You're right. You're right. There is an enormous amount of anxiety about there. There's anxiety about we don't know what the world is going to look like in the the coming weeks, the coming months. And I think this also goes to some of the students that are even at brick and mortar schools. That's absolutely true. And I mean, now they're going to be in an online environment, too. And it goes beyond just students, right? Like your neighbors are going through this. You are going through this. Whoever is hearing my voice right now, we are describing a world that is radically different than it was a year ago. And that is always going to come with some angst. I feel glad I live in a world where the stigma around mental health challenges is breaking down. I... I mean, there's there's very few silver linings to this pandemic, but I am glad people are being able to to talk about their struggles, what loneliness is doing to them, what isolation is doing to them, what anxiety yeah. is doing to them. This would be a very different world 20 years ago where, I mean, I can say for myself, Jody already having made sure that everybody knows that I'm old, I would I would have <laughs> felt pressure to not admit that this is not my favorite situation, that certain things are much more difficult than they were a year ago. And I, I mean, I want to tell our students like that we all know that this is not a normal situation and that there are struggles and, and we're doing our best to provide you with the resources we can. So yeah, you're right, Jody. This is unprecedented and that's the word that we jokingly, and I want to say around the office, but make no mistake, your, your AUSU team is working from home 97% of the time. But know that your entire community is there for you and that, that, that applies at Athabasca University just the same as it hopefully does with your neighbors in your community at home. Yeah, absolutely. And see, that's why I, I throw it to you because you just <laughs> articulate this lovely, you know, perspective. Um, maybe the, the to wrap this leg of the podcast up, I'm going to say this. I have been very happy with how AU has responded. Um, I think even though in the beginning there was a, there was this feeling like, okay, we've, we've got to sort of batten down the hatches here. One of the things that I was happy about is that, you know, whether it was around course extensions, what it, whether it was around, okay, what are we going to do about exams? We're closing the exam center. We're doing this, we're doing that. Every time we have met with them, uh, I want students to know that the senior administration and the team at AU that we're working with are genuinely trying to achieve student success during a very difficult time. Uh, and how do you do that? What do we, how do we adapt to those, those changing needs that we talked about earlier? And the team there is, uh, is, has been doing a, a great job or at least the best they can, mm-hmm. um, given the scenario. Stacy, I know that you've been a part of some of those conversations. Uh, what would be your overall take, uh, when you think of, you know, the relationship that we've got with AU and sort of how those communications have, uh, uh, you know, produced results. So I, I agree with you. Um, like, I would agree with you sitting in on, on those meetings with um, senior and uh, AU staff. Uh, they really do care. And, and they really are there for students. That's, that's why they're in that. That's why they're there. That's why they're in this line of work. Yeah. Um, they all are very passionate about education and, and what AU can do for that for students across Canada. Uh, I, I, I like the relationship we have with AU. It's so, I think that it's great that they're, they're wanting to collaborate with 
um, their undergraduate students to understand the needs that our, our members have and how we can and they can support them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to go into our uh, last leg of our podcast. And guess what? We're here to talk about Stacy. VPX, do you know that you're officially three months today? Really? In COVID time, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like dog years almost. It, yeah. it feels like it's been a long time because you've uh, obviously been doing some amazing work. But it's true. We're officially three months today. Uh, what's your experience been like so far? And, uh, you know, sort of what you thought it was going to be compared to what it is. Uh, how has it been? What's your experience been like? Taking over the role has been, it's been interesting, you know, kind of being brought in in the middle of a pandemic and, and being like, here you go. Um, it's it's definitely not what I thought it was going to be when I initially ran. Um, that was kind of before everything shut down and before the reality of what COVID became um, had happened. But it's been it's been really great. Like I love that during a pandemic, I've been able to be in a position where I've been able to help people. I think that if I hadn't been in this role and I hadn't been on council, um, it would have made it a little bit tougher because I'm one of those people that like, I need to feel like I'm being productive and doing something and, and helping people. So being able to be that in that role during this time has been really beneficial for me personally, but I also uh, am enjoying and proud of what we've been able to do to help um, students because you know, it's so important. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say too, our executive team are like three peas in a pod right now. Like you guys are so goofy and uh, half the time we come into a meeting and you guys are laughing about something, uh, you know, and I'm specifically talking about our president, uh, Natasha, Monique and Stacy. Um, you guys have just gelled so well here. That, that's our first sports term of of the podcast that you guys have come together so well uh, in such a short period of time uh, has been amazing. But uh, for you, Stacy, you know, typically the VPX is involved in a number of different CASA activities and external advocacy activities and much of that involves travel uh i know that you've attended the first casa conference uh virtually and online and have another virtual conference coming up at the end of july however what has it been like stepping into the vp external role and not having the luxury of face-to-face -face interactions so it's been a lot of zoom meets um mm -hmm. sitting in this this office yeah, no and, doubt. you know it's a it's kind of it's a bit of a bummer. I live so close to Edmonton, so it's a very quick drive for me to drive to the Alberta legislature and, and actually meet with, you know, um, MLAs. So far, it's been a lot of just meeting with these these important um, important figures in our society, like these decision makers, and, and doing it from your home office. Just It doesn't have the same satisfaction. Um, I, I don't I don't know how impactful it is compared to like actually like physically meeting somebody. So I think from that mm -hmm. perspective, it, it's a bit of a bummer. Um, I think as humans, we like to make connections and, and that, that those connections are formed, I think, from face to face um, meetings. But with that being said, I, I don't want to do that during COVID because, you know, that's not good for um, public health and my own health. So I think coming into the role. Yes, I'm, I'm a little bit bummed that I haven't been able to do what initially was kind of presented as what the role is, but I'm really happy that we've been able to adapt and, and continue on our advocacy and continuing on with our connections. And in some ways, probably have been able to do more 
in a short amount of time because of Zoom. So it's this love-hate relationship. It, it's easier to get a meeting with somebody because it's so easy to get on the platform and, and schedule that in. But it, it's in a way, it's not the same as like actual face-to-face. Yeah, meeting. I think that's a that's an honest assessment. And relationship building is just not the same right now. It's uh, you know, it's not only different, but um, even with student leaders, you know, a big part of your role is collaborating with other universities, uh, not only in Alberta, but across the country. And uh, those relationships are equally as important uh, with some of the work that you're doing. Obviously, you've got some some good work coming up with CASA and uh, again, another conference coming up. So I, I know that you'll continue to, uh, to fight the good fight. And, you know, obviously, we're going to continue with these guidelines until further notice but um i look forward to the day when when you can sort of have that face-to-face experience not only with student leaders but a lot of these other uh, uh, government officials as well uh the last question i've got for you stace is uh what projects are you most looking forward to i think the biggest project that I'm, i'm looking to undertake this year is creating a virtual food bank so that's something I'm really looking yeah. forward to. I think it's very timely with COVID. Students are struggling not only with their mind, their mental health, but also um, financially. And so if there's a way that we can kind of support students during this time through a, a virtual food bank, um, I, I'm excited to kind of see, unroll that and see if that's something that students are interested in, in accessing because uh, uh, it's very important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also look forward to that. You know, we've had the online food bank has been an idea that's been around AUSU for a little while. And uh, sometimes a great idea just needs a champion. And Stacy, I, I see you as being the champion for that initiative. Eventually, there's going to be a request going to council to uh, approve our budget later on in August. And the food bank is going to be in there. So uh, sometimes when you have a student leader that's going to champion idea, that's what makes it s- successful. And I can't agree with you more. I think it's going to be huge. Uh, and by huge, I just mean impactful. Um, and, you know, whether it's uh, during holidays or during different times of the year, uh, you know, when a little bit of help uh, kind of makes a difference in a family. I look forward to seeing logistically what we can do within that project. And um, hopefully it grows and grows sort of into the future. So I I agree with you. I I also agree. Uh, so I agree with you. That that's going to be a, a great project for you uh, throughout the year. Um, Duncan, what are your thoughts when you think about the external and this ability not to be face to face? And I know that you've sort of you know been in that arena yeah. uh, with a number of different externals and the different mentorship that you provide. What has it been like for you? You know, sort of going through this experience with Stacy as your VP external. Well, first of all, working with Stacey is fantastic, and I enjoy working with her. And it is weird having a colleague who I work with really closely, but I've never met her. Um, yeah. It's weird. But <laughs> Yeah, true story. I, I mean, when I think about it, when I think about what I do and, and, and advocacy in this time, I'm actually far more concerned about the impacts of this time on our students than I am about, you know, not necessarily meeting face-to-face. It's different, but, you know, AU... And AUS, you have been leaders in in being that kind of different. Like, you know, my first Zoom meeting was not pandemic related. My first Zoom meeting was uh, related to to getting this job and meeting my student leaders for the first time. You know, AUSU uh, was using Zoom long before it was cool. I yeah. mean, I can definitely say that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, as well, like, let's be honest, the the pandemic is taking up the space that we would be using to talk about other issues. Um, I mean, I'm still deeply concerned about the cuts to Alberta's, since Athabasca University is in Alberta, 
a lot of our funding comes from the government of Alberta. And it, the government of Alberta has radically cut back the amount of money that they want to spend on post-secondary education. But it's really challenging to talk about that when so much else is going on in, in our world right now. And I'm not upset about it. It's not that I'm saying we shouldn't be talking about it. I'm glad, like, we just spent a whole podcast talking about the pandemic and, and how advocacy relates to that. But there are other issues in our society that I'm, I'm really worried about and I, I think that are impacting our students. So that part is different. As well, I mean, some of the tools that governments have been using to deal with the pandemic, um, they're not perfect and they never were going to be. And I would much rather the government move to, to get help to students and to just general people even if it's not going to be perfect. I mean, the examples I would use would be the Canada Student uh, Emergency Benefit and the Canada Sur Student Service Benefit. Both of those have not been perfect of the, as they've come out. They've, they've missed some students. If you're an international student, it's not like you can't, it's not that you don't eat, for example. And, and other parts have been geared towards only students who are under a specific age. Well, like, you know, students are not only 18 years old. But at the same time, I was really worried when the pandemic hit that students would be left on the wayside. And I'm glad governments at all levels here in Canada have been stepping up to the plate and making sure that students aren't going to starve, yeah. making sure that students are going to have a roof over their head, and that when the opportunity is available, that they can continue their studies. And, and hey, Athabasca University open right now and offering great education. Um, so the things I talk about, as opposed to how I talk about them, that's that's dominating my mind and also looking at how the university is is changing what it's doing i mean like you talked about how we're moving to the digitization of exams and we're also going full speed ahead on providing students with e-text e those solutions don't work for every single au student and yeah, that's right and we're, we we need to make sure that we you know are not interrupting someone's program of study with a form of education that they're not compatible with when they signed up to read out of a book and go to an exam center and now we're telling them by the way your your books are going to come via email and uh you're gonna have to fork over 50 bucks to have someone watch your house for a couple hours while you do an exam yeah exactly um you know wanting to ensure that those students are still well served that the powers that be understand that not every student is the same and some are experiencing different problems so so that's what's different but but back to the original question. Oh, no, it's great working with Stacey. Uh, I look forward to the one day that I'll probably meet her. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. You're like a you're like a snow leopard right now. It's like we, we know you exist. <laughs> we talk to you right now, but we haven't technically ever seen you. A catfishing, you guys. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what, Stace? It was great having you join us. And, you know, this has been an important podcast. I think that, you know, not only uh, whether you want to go back to the, uh, the AUSU survey on the impacts of COVID-19, some of the advocacy points that we're really pushing hard on with AU, or overall, um, you know, just making sure that we can adapt to those ever-changing needs of students. Um, that's what we're here for. And that's what we're going to continue to do. Oh, and by the way, there's a tuition increase eventually that we're going to have to jump on. Mm -hmm. So it's like things just because the pandemic is happening, you know, there are certain things that we need to stay on top of. And, and of course that's what we're here to do. So, uh, you got a lot of work ahead of you, Stace, and you got a, you know, technically another nine months to go. So, uh, congratulations on a great three months so far. And, uh, thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say, like, if students have any sort of issue that they want to hear us, if students have any issues um, when it comes to, like, advocacy, like, to the 
federal or provincial governments, like to reach out and let us know. Um, the more information we have about students' experiences, the, e the more we can kind of formulate how we should be approaching um, government leaders and, and ensuring yeah, that students' needs are heard. Yeah, absolutely. Duncan, thanks again. Of course, anytime. Always a pleasure to have you hanging out, and uh, that's all we got for you. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Jody Campbell. I'm your executive director here at AUSU. Signing off from AUSU Open Mic. Have a good one. Later, guys.